Okay, Robert, please. Rachel. Uh, Darren. Is Darren still here? Good. Darren, come down, please. Hilary, come down. Okay, Robert. I just want to encourage you as well to make, make your responses to these stories part of your worship as well, because we've got some really exciting stories. Robert, you were able to go to Clear Sound, and uh, you want to thank God for your time there, don't you? What did you particularly enjoy at Clear Sound? Everything. I enjoyed worship, and I think um, we enjoyed everything. What did you learn about God at Clear Sound? When Mark, God taught, and I enjoyed that as well. What did you learn about God? He's amazing. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Okay, Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, Mrs. Wright, you've been asking God for some time to be used in, in praying for people to be healed, haven't you? And um, at Clear Sound, you felt God speak to you. you. You were telling me you felt a new release in some areas. Tell us what just felt that God kind of said, stop asking me and just get on with it now. <laughs> so I kind of, I think what Mark had said about if we pray for 10 and three get better, that's three more than if we pray for nobody and that it wasn't our responsibility. So I kind of said to God that I would really try every time there was an opportunity to be bold and to take it. You said you resolved that you'd seize the opportunities as they came. Uh, shortly after you were visiting your parents, your dad, who's 85, um, you were telling me he's had a lot of problems with the skin on his legs and their we- skin was weeping. It was quite nasty for quite a long time. So when you went to visit, you offered to pray. Tell us what happened and just a little bit about that process in you. It was quite a big thing. My dad's leg's been bad for a long time. He has it dressed twice a week. It's just like an open wound and it really, since January, it's got worse and it hasn't got better at all in that time and I really didn't feel that was God's will that he lived with this but we've never although my dad has a faith we've never prayed as a family and it I was quite nervous about asking him so I was there all day and there were lots of opportunities but I thought no it's too early in the day because we've still got to have lunch and what if it's really awkward and then the rest so as we were about to leave I said dad we'd really like to pray for you and he was really open and we prayed, and there was a sense of God's presence. And it was just a very special time. You know, you think, why did I make that such a big thing in my head? It was really quite, it was just very special. Later on, he sped back to you how his leg was. Yeah, the next week it wasn't really improved, and I was quite disappointed, but kind of made a decision that I wasn't going to allow myself to say, oh, that didn't work, but I was going to keep pushing forward and keep asking and not give up. And then I spoke to him this week, and he said there has been a significant improvement. I'm so chuffed. (laughs) What are you thankful to God for? I'm really thankful for what God's doing in me. I just feel a a new sense of expectation that God is hearing and answering when I speak to him. I'm so excited for my dad. I'm just longing for that final completion and the difference that that will make for him. Yeah, and I felt God say, you're not you're not trying to persuade me to do something I don't want to do. I actually want to do this. I just have to get in line with him and do what he's saying. Thank you. Darren. You're enjoying this? Good. Darren, you went away with some friends last week um, and you shared a room with somebody who suffers from night terrors. 
You might be able to guess the answer to this question. Tell us what happened in the night. Okay, so I woke up with him standing over me, screaming, saying, I can't see, I can't see, get me out of here, I need help. And this continued a couple of times through the night. I managed to, well, I woke up, obviously, and then woke him up and managed to settle him back down. And in my head, after about the second time this happened, I was just thinking, this is going to continue through the whole night. So I was thinking, there's nothing I can do, but if he's my friend, then if there's something I could, I should do it. So I prayed for him. Yeah, the only thing I could do for him was pray and ask God. And that's how I sold it to him. Tell us what happened for him that night. He, after I prayed for him, um, he actually had the best night's sleep he's had in a long time. And yeah, there was a couple of conversations the next morning kind of focusing around kind of does the person need to believe? Does the person have to accept that they've been healed? And yeah, so it has sown some seeds in him and he's asking questions now. That's quite interesting. Now, that was just after Clear Sound. And at Clear Sound, the thing that you were telling me, you'd been, one of the things you'd been challenged on was about hiding in the shadows and not hiding in the shadows anymore. So what are you thankful for? I'm kind of thankful that at Clear Sound, God challenged me to like, not have the fear of standing at the forefront of his battles. And it's, I don't have to be a number two and that I can step forth in his confidence to do things. And I'm really thankful for the, yeah, the fear was taken away. And that if I do fail or fall in these things I step out in, I fall into him. Brilliant. (laughs) Hilary. Now, Hilary, again, during Clear Sound, during our time away, there was a point when you said to God, God, I don't want to miss out on what's happening here. And you went up for prayer. Tell us what happened for you as you went up for prayer. Yeah, on the Tuesday morning, um, I was just praying and listening to God, and God gave me a picture, and he said some very clear words, which was, I'm turning your sadness into joy. And I saw a picture of heaven, and it was absolutely beautiful and really amazing. And um, it really changed something inside of me, and um, I've been different ever since. It's amazing. Um, when I was a child, my mother died, and it's always been a really sad thing for me. And God just said to me, it's okay, you know, your mum's happy where she is now. And for the first time, I'm happy. The sadness is gone. And I'm really happy. So good. You were talking about it over lunch with people, weren't you? And you began to tell people that, about God changing your sadness yeah. into joy. And your son David was with you. What did he say at that point? We were talking over lunch and kind of... Because it's important when something's happened to share it. And we forget to do that sometimes. We say, thank you, God, and we walk away. So over lunchtime, we say, oh, what happened to you this morning? What's God done for you? What's God done for you? And I just said, oh, I didn't want to tell them all the details. So I said, oh... God's turned my sadness into joy. And my son was listening, and he just said quietly, oh, that's strange. I thought, oh, why is he saying that? Why is it strange? He said, because God showed me a light bulb that was turned off, and there was a sad face, and then God showed me the light bulb with the light, with the light turned on, and it was a happy face. I said, when did, God's, when did you see that picture? And he said, well, I said, was it? during the worship when mummy was crying 
And he said, yes. And it's funny because when, we when I was worshipping and God was speaking to me, for the first time, it was, I was able to share that with my children because they were badgering me. And you know what it's like when you're trying to worship and your kids are badgering you. But I actually stopped and shared it with them and said, this is the Holy Spirit's touching me. And the Holy Spirit touches us in different ways, like he did last night with some of the young people and stuff. And they really caught a hold of that. And I'm really excited because if I hadn't shared that over lunch, I wouldn't have heard my son's testimony, which blessed me, blessed other people. And now I'm sharing it. And it's exciting to share testimony. It brings life. And it's really important. We really praise God that your sadness has turned to joy. And I'm smiling, and it's great. Thank you. Okay, Yvonne. Yvonne. Moses. Nomi. And Beck. Come on down. Yvonne, again at Clear Sound. You had a bit of a revelation, didn't you? God showed you some things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went to Clear Sound. I was so excited with a lot of stuff I was expecting. Yeah, after when we came back, God, I was sad with a lot of stuff, thinking, why me, this and this. And God reminded me, 20 years ago, when I had the rush, because, (laughs) yeah, I had him when I was quite young, and how God had been looking after us. And because I start to be worried about Erosh most of the time, and uh, I pay all my attention to him, worried, I want to know what he's thinking, why this and this. But when God reminds me, he shows me, why now? Why you are taking, it's like uh, I'm taking over, I want to look after myself. I forgot, it's God give me that boy. And he's the one he been looking after us. So, so you'd been worried, you'd been tr- maybe trying to fix things, and God reminded you, look, I was with you 20 years ago, I'm with you now. Yeah. What are you thankful to God for? What's the difference that God's doing in your life? I thank God for a lot of stuff. I can't, if, I, if I start to say it, maybe all over and over, yeah. But I thank God how he changed me. Most of the time on my, my thoughts, my life, now uh, I became a new person. And uh, I thank God for all my house group, how the support they've been giving to me. They always show me they're there for me. There was a little thing you said to God, wasn't there? You asked God to forgive you for something. Yeah, I, I asked God when all the thing happened, because when I remembered, it was like it happened yesterday. And I, I, I asked God forgiveness to for God who he is to me. And yeah. You, you, you were telling me, you said to God, God, forgive me, because I've been trying to do your job for you. <laughs> yeah, I say, God, forgive me for what I've been trying. It's like I'm taking your job away from you. you yeah, I feel happy, and I feel like it's 
is a new person who's standing here because even to speak here for me is a big challenge. <laughs> We're so pleased. Thank you. Ben. Moses. Moses, are you here? No, Moses? Moses. Interesting, just listening to Yvonne, it's like what we say, in the, it, what it says in the source about things bubbling up and overflowing, God overflowing out of us. He's all right, he's got a, he's got a good knee now. <laughs> Moses, you were due to have some surgery on your knee uh, last month. You had a lot going on before then, didn't you? Because you had Ginny unwell, and there was quite a lot of anxiety. The doctors also said, look, you've got this operation, but there might be some complications. So tell us what happened. Yes. Uh, January 3rd year was when they were going to have operation on my knee. Um, I have testified in the church that the, the pain in my knee is no longer there. But the, prob- the main problem has been locking. The knee will lock. So the doctor advised was they would do uh, keyhole surgery to trim the area so that the locking would be... Uh, the problem would be solved. I was excited about that, but when Ginny issue came up, I got all confused, and the anxiety level was very high. Yeah, they pushed the date back so that I can have the surgery uh, after Ginny's operation. And even stayed there, I was worried because doctor told me that uh, sometimes there's complication. And for myself, I have seen people who done this operation spend days in hospital before they are discharged. And I'm thinking, how can I be different from those people? <laughs> the fear was there. But what's different for you is? God is there. People in church have been praying, and myself have been praying, but the anxiety level didn't stop until the operation. Um, I had the operation in the afternoon. I said, definitely, I will stay in hospital. But after the surgery, I woke up. It's like I haven't done surgery. I was quite normal. He said, can you go home? I said, yes, I want to go home. And uh, so I called a friend from church, um, Fernando, who came for me. And uh, again, the anxiety level had not completely stopped. I'm thinking, climbing stairs with crutches, how am I going to do this? I climbed the stair with the crutches, and we complained, I think, for two days, and that was it. I have been normal. I'm walking without stick. I didn't suffer pain. I really want to thank God for his goodness. His promises are all real. It's just that we should uh, be confident in accepting it. Um, the level of his goodness, I don't know how to describe it. Virginia and I have not suffer uh, things that we were thinking. Food was being provided. People have been offering prayer. And this is all because of the goodness of God. Thank you, Moses. Fabulous. <laughs> Naomi. Just to give you a bit of background... Uh, Naomi's mum, in 1993, she was diagnosed with non-Hodgkinson's lymphoma. I can say it, I've been practising. Um, all about 2002, she was having lots of treatment, wasn't she? She was having chemotherapy, radiotherapy, um, lots of stuff, really, really battling, um, to the point where, really, she just wanted to give up. Now, 
start the story, just about that time, what was happening in your life? Because you were starting to experience something new in your life. Um, I was part of the church uh, with my partner at the time, and I was really wanting to experience God, but seeing he wasn't behaving in the right manner, so it was sort of keeping me away from God at the time. But lots of people were praying and trying to help me during that time. You were starting to experience something of God. And also, people around you were starting to pray for your mum, weren't they, at that time? Because you were telling them what was going on with her. Now, jump forward many years, 2014. Your mum was in hospital for something that was completely different. And then you made an interesting discovery. We found, um, we got given a letter during her transfer from one department to another because they'd sort of got bored with her, with her other illness because it was okay. Um, and when we were reading this letter, it, it was sort of stating that they couldn't understand why she was well because technically her life expectancy should have only been 10 years. She should have been gone in, 20, in 2003, which is when beforehand she decided to give up. But we, she didn't give up, and we were all praying for her then. And this letter was like, we read it several times, and mum was like, wow, I, I was terminal. And I said, yeah, but we were all praying for you then. And she was like, oh. Yeah, it was such an inexplicable event. And she, we were all shocked by it. And we didn't say anything. Inexplicable, one of the words on the, um, on the letter. I think it was, yeah. The doctor really just, yeah, they were amazed by it, really. We haven't finished yet. Okay. And then in December, you and your mum were having dinner with some of your, your wider family. And your mum was telling them about this. Yeah, she was sitting there testifying that everyone at church had healed and prayed and she'd had a supernatural healing. And I was sitting there going, where am I? Is this my mum? You know, and it was just one of the prayers. It was one of the prayers that I'd stop praying that people would be talking about. Yeah. And the fact that she was sitting there going, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the people here in this church praying for her. You're thankful for. I'm thanking God that He's so faithful. Even before I properly knew Him and had accepted Him into my life, He was faithful to my family, and I'm just faithful that He's still fulfilling the prayers that we've stopped praying. And I really wanted to testify to this because I really wanted people to grab supernatural healing. And I know Rachel just spoke and said she didn't think she was any good, but she was one of the people praying for my mum at that time. So it just shows you, yes. We're all good at it, and we need to grab it and carry on doing it. Fortunately, it's not, it doesn't matter if we're good at it or not, because God's going to do it. But do it anyway. fabulous. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, your son Kiefer is four. He's been having some difficulties at school, isn't he? Some anxieties that have caused him to, to lash out a little at other children. Um, you and Ethan prayed one day before... He went to school. And interesting, you prayed that an angel would be his buddy. Tell us what happened that day when you collected him from school, what he said to you. Actually, first of all, what the teacher said to you, because previously the teacher had not given you very positive feedback. What was the feedback from the teacher that day? Mm-hmm. Can I say why we, call, we prayed for a buddy? Very briefly. Kiva has a buddy at Sparklers, and that just helps him in that situation. And so we'd felt to just pray for this buddy Maybe God, could, maybe God could just send an angel buddy to be with him. When I went to pick him up, I was a bit <laughs> dreading it because, you know, it's just like, what's he done today? And the teacher said, he's been better than good. He's been amazing. He's been kind. He's been sharing. He's just got on with everything that needed to happen today. He's joined in. 
it's like he's a completely different child. She made a comment about the punishments that she had suggested working, didn't she? Yeah. yeah, she thought the punishment of taking his bus away had worked. But I just knew that it had been God <laughs> and this buddy. And, and Kiefer came out happy, peaceful. He came home completely different. We actually were able to do painting and just do lots of activities which usually would not happen because it's you're just trying to manage you know his stress levels of when he comes home and it 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 was just like he was a completely different child this is a broken cycle a cycle that had been going on for quite some time okay later on he told john that his buddy was called alexander okay now he's got a friend at school called alexander so the next day you walk into school and you saw this little boy so you said to him is that is that your buddy yeah i said is that your buddy alexander no mummy that's my friend Oh, so your buddy Alexander is different from your friend Alexander? Yes. So you're like, oh, he has an angel buddy and his name is Alexander. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's with me every day and um, is just with him. Do you want me to tell you what he said later? Okay, in our group, we'd been working out, you know, like these angels that people keep talking about. What do they look like? How are they? So I thought I'd ask Kiefer. And Kiefer told me he's very tall. He's got long hair. He's very smiley. He tells me to be kind. And he wears yellow. <laughs> what, what are you thankful for? I'm just thankful that, that God just hears the little cries of our heart for those, what we, you know, are important to us that might not seem like a big deal. And that he really cares about my child and my children. And, you know, that he is so different. And we've seen him reacting in circumstances that is, is so different to what he, he had done before. And it is just miraculous. And I just, I just believing that, you know, thanking God that he is going to be different. I think at Clear Sounds, Norma had said that we can believe that our children would go home not the same as when they had arrived. And I'm just really thanking God that this is a, a place of showing that my children are not the same as when they arrived. Praise God. I think, as, as Rob said, God's amazing. And I think what we've seen there, all those different testimonies were coming at different points, those different things, those different words that God's been coming to us, the, the prayers we'd stop praying, the, uh, the expectation of seeing the miraculous, all those things we're seeing picked up. And, and well done to you guys for, you know, last week we said, come on, we've got to be sharing testimony in, in eight today. That's not good. Let's have another batch next week because we, there's no good sitting on it and I know there's some of you that still have got some stuff I know of one I have in my head um, so I'll be seeking you out so let's uh, let's keep sharing remember as we testify it's prophetic it releases a thing to happen again but there's people here thinking actually I you know I've got a healing I want I've got some people I'm praying for I want to see some breakthrough remember that whole thing of last week we had oh it was a week before that that testimony releases stuff to happen again. Do it again, God. Yeah? Excellent. Good. Kapal. Avril. Okay. I want to talk to you about an opportunity we have. On the 28th of May, you will see in your newsletters that we have a May fun day. Now, you can kind of think, all right, fine, yeah, they did it last year, LCP did it, it was fine, it was nice, it was lovely. 
But this, is, this year, we want to do it a bit differently. This is us, the church, blessing the community and getting alongside our colleagues and the staff and volunteers who are involved at Lifeline Projects and the volunteers that are involved in community resources. Now, we're doing this because of John, it's his fault, or his choice. He was speaking to the leader of the council. Now, we're talking about talking to queens now and princes, but there are times when also God gives us opportunity to talk to the local leaders. And the leader of Barkin and Dagenham is a man of real vision who really wants to see transformation in the borough. And when John was talking to him, he was telling him that they're doing this big celebration this year because it's the 50th anniversary of Barkin and Dagenham being one borough. And John said to him, look, we want to be involved. We want to be part of celebrating this. So this is our chance. And, you know, we, the church, are the base of everything else that happens. You know, LCP, Lifeline Community Projects, all the, the schools and the people that we're connecting with there, community resources, the number of volunteers from the community that are now getting alongside and serving. That's because we pray, we give, and we serve. So the 28th of May, I really want to encourage you, book it out in your diaries, take a day off work, because this is our chance to together celebrate something. And, you, you know, you're just hearing some of these stories today. What might God do? Who might he give you a chance to bless or connect with? So there's lots of different opportunities, and we'll start to advertise the different roles that are available. But I just at this moment want to remind you about the choir. Daniel and Heidi are, are leading in, in making the choir happen. Now, you could think, okay, that's nice, it's a choir. But actually, the choir, we want to be the focal point of the day of people from different places and different areas coming together in one voice. And let's make sure the base of that choir is us as we connect with different people in the community who's going to be part of it. You might have neighbours or friends who fancy singing. Bring them along. Naomi's mum and her auntie, they're already connecting in. It's a brilliant chance. And do you know what? You might think every Monday night... But there's only actually about six Mondays left. So see it as like when we do a production. You might not do other things. Yeah, people are scared now. You might say, you know, I'm just going to be released from some of the other things I do in my commitments because I'm giving myself to this choir because we want it to be a brilliant choir. So take this date seriously. It's our chance to bless together and to see God bless the community. We're learning that when we hear what God's doing and people share what God's doing. It's a pretty key moment to pick up on those things. Let's just take a moment to do that. Look, let's just bear in mind sin separates us from God. Any sin. It's like you don't need the whole, um, the whole electric grid to go down. You just need one fuse to go or one wire to be disconnected in order to lose power uh, in your house or in your room. It's the same with sin. You don't need a whole, a whole load of it. Just one, one thing will do it. And sin is not so much about the things we do, but it's about how we are 
Right. Probably most of us would know that and many of us be prepared to accept that. It's primarily our failure to put Jesus in his rightful place. All right. Now let's look at the other side. He has made a way, and we've just been singing about it this morning, he's made a way and completely conquered the punishment for sin, which is death, by sending his son to die and then raising him again from the dead. That's what was required. Does it make sense? Can you work it out logically? I've never yet met anybody that could. Um, And it's not something that you you get logically, but it's something you get very real in in the experience. But let's look at what happens then. Think of two things. When my wife married me, she gained everything I had. Yeah? Including my car. When I stood at the bus stop, waiting for a bus, waving her off in my car, I realised... That really happened day after day. Yeah, yeah. She gained everything I had. She didn't have to bargain for it. She didn't have to contract for it. It was what happened. When we come into relationship with Jesus Christ, we gain everything that he has purposed for us. We're not got to try and buy it. We're not got to try and get it. So when we read that by his stripes we're healed, when we read about his provision, when we read about his power, all of that, when we say, yes, I choose to submit my life to Jesus, we receive that. That's part of our inheritance. You don't work for it. You don't get it by some kind of scheme. It's what we get. But here's something else that we get. We never, ever again have to face any single problem on our own. Let me say that again. We never again have to face any issue or problem on our own. Why? Because... When he comes to us and draws us into his family, he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Never leave you. Always with us. So we receive all that he's promised at that point of coming into his kingdom. And specifically, no problem, no issue do we ever face again on our own because of his promise to be with us. Hmm? Again, we heard God speaking very specifically to somebody or some people this morning through what Lucy brought to us about that feeling you come to a a, a dead stop, a halt, is it worth it, is there any way? That's a, very, that's a very kind of horrible place to be. 
an impossible place to be in terms of how do you get out of that. Well, here's the good news. We don't have to get out of it because he has already provided to lift us out of that. There's nothing, nothing that we face on our own because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, we've heard a lot this morning. Before I go on, I want to take a little time just to be opening our hearts to God. And particularly, I'm focusing in on healing and healing which is to do with, I don't know whether you call it that, the emotion or the mind, where there's that, how do I get through this or what about this issue, what about that problem, as well as the physical healing that we've been hearing about. Very, very exciting. Exciting to hear what God's doing for the children. Yeah? So let's just take a little moment I've got things to share, and if I don't get to it this week, well, next week, I'm, that's not the issue. Don't want us to receive what God's got. Yeah? Oh, guys, if only we could realize how much he really does love us, what his heart is towards us, how it, he reaches out and, and longs to draw us to himself paid the price that every barrier be removed has made it possible that all that he's promised becomes our inheritance that's a great place great place to be in the kingdom of God it's just this little refrain we're going to sing and let's just be open and ask the Holy Spirit just to, just to minister amongst us if it's healing that you need, if it's release that you need, let's just take a little time to do that before we go on and do anything.